1: All right, well, welcome back. Uh, This is going to be our last installment of Wrestling with the Word, which is what we've been talking about for the past two episodes. Um, There's been a lot here, and we started by talking about debatable matters or matters of opinion in Romans 14. And I think our main conclusion there was the manner in which we're interacting with one another. We need to have firm convictions based on the scriptures but having those convictions does not preclude us from treating one another with respect and remembering that Christ died for each of us and that the spirit lives in each of us. Uh, and then this last time, we just camped on this question of how do we know what is essential and what is debatable? And honestly, I don't think we came up with a clear picture. We're, we're wrestling with that question as individuals and as as the three of us um but there were some some big picture takeaways and uh, i think van kept on talking about having a process and that process being rooted in the word and being rooted in community i think that's a actually unified a lot of what we talked about Uh, i shared about the much broader community of disciples from all all times and all places, and mm-hmm. going back to the historical creeds, um, not as a placing them over Scripture, but as trying to get a sense of what has the Spirit been moving uh, throughout the Christian Church uh, for all time, and you know now we're we're really trying to hone in here on some last few questions, and. We're going to talk about hermeneutics, but before we get to that, we want to talk about spiritual discernment. So we've, as it's been clear from our conversation, you know, not every matter has been spelled out in the Bible for us, mm-hmm. word for word. You know, it's it's kind of why we have debatable matters in the first place, maybe. Um, but there's there are some places where we we do need to infer a conviction um, mm-hmm. and at, faced with that reality is there a larger principle that we can employ to help us understand what God's will is uh, what and really that there's like you know I'm asking what's the principle that we need to have spiritual discernment basically <laughs> and so hmm. with that you know what are the pluses and minuses of developing this so-called spiritual discernment
0: mm-hmm yeah, that's a great question. Thanks. I I think it reminds me. It goes back to what Van was saying actually about process, because I think spiritual discernment is something that is developed over time. And a couple of scriptures came to mind when I was thinking about this, and I'm just going to read both of them. Um, the first is in Hebrews. In Hebrews 5:11, it says, "We have much to say about this, but it is hard." To make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand in fact though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of god's word all over again you need milk not solid food anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting, we will do so. Now, there's... I wanted to read the the second part of that, uh, which is the beginning of chapter six, because it reminded me of some of the, these quote unquote essential matters. I think the writer of Hebrews spells out some of what mm-hmm. some of those essential matters are. Yep. But then he says, you know, uh, to move beyond that, right? And how do you do that? Um, you know, sometimes people have have poo-pooed milk. Oh, milk's so bad. You should have, you know, I want a juicy steak. And then they get critical about the the sermon they just heard at church. Oh, that wasn't uh, to my rarefied standards. You know, that was all milk. Well, you know what? Um, Milk is really good too. And the writer of Hebrews isn't saying anything bad about milk. Mm -hmm. Milk is what an infant needs when you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. You can't have, you can't, you'll choke on a steak. Mm-hmm. You need milk and milk is wonderful. It has everything you need to grow and develop and, and then eventually develop those teeth that you can use eventually to start having solid food. And it, you know, starts off pretty gross and, you know, mushy, mm-hmm. but then eventually, you, you know, you get up and uh, you're older and you, you get a steak and boy, that does taste good, but you would never be able to appreciate it when you're just a little baby. And I think that is the process that is is being described here. You need pure spiritual milk. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so you need to, to uh, really be regenerated by the word of God in your life daily. You need to have this saturate your mind because... The world around us is pushing its, pushing us into its mold. Mm-hmm. And I'm going off. I'm just going to keep going here <laughs> because it's a nice transition into the next verse, Romans 12, verse 1. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm-hmm. And what I love, there's so many things I love about this verse, but uh, these verses, but it's just this idea of, you know, the world is trying to push us into its mold. Whether mm-hmm. you realize it or not, everywhere around you, you look around, it it is the, the world is is interacting on you and what do we need to do we need to have the word of god interact on us and Mm -hmm. we need to be transformed from the inside out we need to be renewed in our mind and then and only then does it say we testing you may discern what he's actually saying is here is you will begin to um, desire the things that god desires Mm you'll start to develop a spiritual sense and and this is, again, uh, I'll just repeat what the writer of Hebrews said, um, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Mm-hmm. This is the training that, this is the process mm-hmm. that we, we go through.
1: So I love that. Um, and because it felt like very concrete to me, and I'll just say back the, that process that I heard, mm-hmm. if we want to discern what God's word is saying, we first have to lean into what is obviously essential Mm -hmm. (laughs) and allow the radical reorienting of our perspective and our hearts and our worldview to change based on the reality that we see in scripture. And then in faith through the power of the spirit, he's going to bit by bit help us as we're training ourselves, he's going to be mm-hmm.
2: transforming us so we
1: can continually see more and more and more.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You you kind of stole the scripture I was going to read there, <laughs> Matt. Uh, Romans chapter twelve, because that's what does it to me. And I think the the doxology that comes before that in uh, Romans chapter twelve and verse thirty three it says, "Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. of God." how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out who has known the mind of the Lord Mm. and who has been his counselor, who has ever given to God that God should repay them. For from him and through him and for him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. And, you know, I think that we have to, we have to keep in mind that Uh, There's so much of worldly knowledge that is out there and that people sort of leverage for the sake of knowledge. And if we're not careful, we can slide into that mold where we're just leveraging our knowledge for the sake of knowledge and using it rather than understanding that there's some of this that is just unsearchable. There's some of it is just beyond us that we won't know that we may not that we won't know in this life that we may never know but that as we sort of lean into that relationship with God becoming more and more like him and remembering that this is about relationship and not about knowledge it's about relationship with God not about knowledge it's about our relationships with one another, not about who knows what and how much do I know and how valuable is my knowledge compared to yours. It's about relationship. And in that process, we become more able to, I love what it says in Romans 12, and my my translation is a little different from yours, but it says, then you will be able to test and approve. Mm-hmm to test and approve. It's sort of like a a, a kind of of uh, a spiritual uh, experimentation that we're doing mm. where as we go through our lives, it's not and it's not so much about the knowledge about finding the answer as it is the process, the testing and approving yeah, which is what we do when we're, in our times with God in our personal devotional times it's what we do with each other it's what we do in our fellowship it's what we do um among, in the community of the church the testing and approving that happens yeah. all the time and and
0: I've read other translations that say by testing you may approve it, mm-hmm. it like combining the two in a in a way that it 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 feels like you've reoriented your desires even mm-hmm. in a way and you're starting to think you're starting to change the way that you think about things mm-hmm. in view of God's mercies and in, ver- in view of all we have to be grateful for in God which was you know in contrast to what you saw in the first chapter of Romans with the people who were ungrateful and failed to remember their creator. Mm.
1: Yeah, so I mean there's there's a lot more we could say there. Um, I know we're we're wrap, closing in on time here, um, and
0: are we already? Oh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> in some ways, uh, there's, there's a lot so more. To,
1: there's a lot more to say. Um, I I think it's be useful. We've talked a lot about this process of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in a, in a sentence, I just think about coming to the scriptures with humility, and being willing to do that in community, and allow the Spirit from my brothers and sisters to influence how I see the word Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. big picture. And I, with that said, like, we're about to dive into a bunch of topics in Matthew five that we are going to have different convictions on, or might have different convictions on. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it might be useful for our listeners to have a sense of why that might be and where we're coming from. And really that kind of gets to this question of hermeneutics and like how we're Mm -hmm. interpreting scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, So this might be kind of like a fire uh, or a lightning round for each of us, but Mm -hmm. I was wondering if we could like briefly explain what's the hermeneutic that you have? How do you approach interpreting scripture and how might that come into play? Yeah, in the coming episodes,
0: right? Yeah, uh, lightning. I don't know. That's a that's pretty like,
1: fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the lightning talks. So you got like five minutes.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I think the first thing, and this is maybe the most important thing, is um, you know when we get to debatable banners, I think that there are other things you you want to do as in addition but the very first thing regardless of whatever it is find all the scriptures you can about the topic and let these scriptures speak to you and you might think that one is against another mm-hmm. but no uh the word of god is the word of god and mm-hmm. there are so you it's a, it's a reorienting yourself to what the word is saying and and being okay with a little bit of tension, because in that tension, there's great opportunity to learn. And that's usually where you find something, a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. So that, I think the first step for me is is definitely, let's look at all the scriptures on a subject and start there.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think, and I agree with that. I think that that's, that's sort of my first step as well. And the next step for me is to be um, to be a little bit bookish about it. Mm-hmm. In other words, to look at those scriptures and other translations, to uh, look at look at key terms yep. in uh, in in some type of a, a lexicon. That mm-hmm. because understanding that I'm looking at a translation of something that was written in a different language, um, an ancient language, a language that I do not speak, and it was written in a culture that I do not understand. So I want to understand. Um, as much as I can, their idioms. I want to understand the cultural references there, and I don't want to. I don't want to read into it some twenty-first century interpretation that is inappropriate. Uh, particularly when it comes to when you're reading a bunch of scriptures and some of them seem to conflict, because maybe they don't. Yep. You know when I when I say to you guys, I I got out of the car today. The guy blew his horn at me and I got upset and I was going to go yell at him, but the dude got out of his car and he was like 10 feet tall. (laughs) You know, when I say that, that he wasn't 10 feet tall because nobody is 10 feet tall. You interpret that as that's a big dude. But if... That somehow gets kept as a word of wisdom for people 3,000 uh, yeah. years down the line. They might think that he actually was 10 feet tall because they don't understand my cultural reference. Right. So I want to understand as much of that as I can, too. So that's sort of yeah. the second step that I take in addition to what you just and, said, Matt.
0: And I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think the language is super important. Um, there's some good references. I mean, it's amazing what's on the internet now. Mm-hmm. Some of it's really good. Right. Um, some of it, not so much, but there's a, uh, you know, uh, I think Bible hub is a good one mm-hmm. and blue letter Bible. If you go there, you can type in the verse and you mm-hmm. can get the Greek or if it's mm-hmm. Hebrew, it, the Hebrew, and you can look at the words and you can dive down and, and figure out how they're used. You can see all the passages of scripture that they're used in and mm-hmm. you can, then you can start to, Oh, how is this, um, other things that I, I, I think it's important. Um, if you're able to, and my, I, um, my dad gave me a great book one time of, um, terms as they were used extra biblically as close to the time period that they were used mm-hmm. to understand how was this used outside of the Bible? Mm-hmm. And some of that is online as well, but, uh, that's, that could be a useful, uh, additional thing, but yeah, trying to get back to the language and understand, you know, because when the trans, when people translate stuff, they're making choices and mm-hmm. you might not understand, Oh gee, like you said, man, though, that actually is the same thing. They're not mm-hmm. in contradiction at all. um, Other things that I like to use, um, if I'm um, looking at a, let's say I'm studying a book, I'll pick up different commentaries on it. Mm -hmm. And I'll look at, um, you know, there are, um, you know, resources for, to try to understand uh, from an archaeological background, from Mm -hmm. a cultural background, like people, I am not. And I'm never going to be, I wish I had time, but I don't, I'm not going to be an authority on ancient languages. I'm not going to be an authority on dig sites and I'm not going to be authority on lots of things like that. Other people are and Mm -hmm. have written. And so I think going through some of those kind of resources is helpful to try to understand. And again, when you read this stuff, it's not the Bible. And so you have to understand like, this is an author who has written and depending on the commentary it could be very biased. And so you have to go into that with understanding, well, what can I get? And are they making a fair point? And is, or is this their opinion? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of discernment in there as well.
1: So how, it, I guess, are there, are there any other key principles that you guys would uh, add to like what your hermeneutic is?
0: Okay, so I, I would add one more thing. It, it, and as much as possible, I think you should try to put yourself in the position of someone who would be hearing this mm-hmm. and think about the audience because right. there's a lot in here. You know, the Bible was written... Um, when you're looking at the new Testament, there, there are the gospels and you've got letters and you've got, uh, you know, then you've got, um, revelation, which is a different type of writing, but you, you have a, an audience in mind. Mm-hmm. And so there is a point to what they're making it. And, and it's not just, I mean, I've heard this described other ways, like, you know, you don't just pull out a scripture and this is a pearl of wisdom today. No, no, you, you've got arguments that the writer is making. Mm-hmm. And so the, if, if, you know, English class wasn't your your favorite subject. Mm-hmm. Where they're asking you to write a, you know, like that actually comes in in handy to be able to to do analysis of of scripture. You you kind of have to look at well, who's the audience? What's their point they're making? And and trying to get to how someone would interpret something like what you were saying, Van is is true. Like the ten foot tall, like there are things that people would say at a different time that we might not understand today or Mm -hmm. ways they would abbreviate arguments you know in rabbinic tradition because that was an oral tradition Mm -hmm. so they would perhaps abbreviate something and oftentimes they would just take here's the thing that's different Mm -hmm. than what the rest of the culture already assumed so if you don't know what the rest of the culture already assumed you're at a handicap right away Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of this gets when you get to debatable matters especially like that that's
2: helpful to know. Mm -hmm. And I think that the one thing that I would add to is, is particularly when you're looking at a bunch of different scriptures about the same topic, when you find some that seem to contradict, you need to study deep enough and enough scripture to know what's normative, to know what is, what is the prevailing thought, because sometimes something is put in there just for the sake of tension. You know the Bible is um, is is uh, uh, it's literary as well, and so part of literature is there's tension that's put in intentionally um, to uh, to to create to to contribute to the narrative, and so uh, you, you have to figure out what's normative. And when you find when you're looking through a bunch of scriptures and you find one that seems to not say what the other ones say be careful not to just pull that one out mm-hmm. and say, well, this is what I believe because it says this in, in this book without considering all the other things that we've talked yeah. about.
0: And and I hope our listeners right now aren't overwhelmed <laughs> with all of this. Like, Oh, now I have to be a scholar. And well, okay. I mean, I think some of that, th- there is a general sense of like, it's good to wrestle mm-hmm. with this and you should try your best. Um, I think, you can also lean on your brothers and sisters in Christ. And this is part of the community piece, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you have a weird thought about something and you're like, Oh gee, uh, you can talk to other people mm-hmm. and I, w- I would encourage you to find someone maybe who's been around a little longer than you that has maybe wrestled with it longer. Or, you know, you can talk to other ministers. Uh, um, you know, there are resources for you in, in the body of Christ, um, you know, we're all supposed to build each other up. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, there are functions that other people, you know, can help serve in in the body
2: as yeah. you wrestle. Yeah, but it's very important to when you're, when you're doing these type of things, to uh, go in the strength that you have, as the Lord said to Gideon, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're not a a scholarly type person that doesn't mean that you're excluded from this kind of mm-hmm. um you're not you're not excluded from this kind of exercise mm-hmm. use what you have god has given you some kind of gift that can contribute to the community um yeah so as we close
1: i guess i, I just go and do a add what's different from my way of thinking from you guys because mm-hmm. i think it'll be helpful uh, most of what you guys said, I'm like totally in agreement with, um, mm-hmm. and I I tend to lean more towards taking scripture literally to start, mm-hmm. and then when you do look at all the scriptures together and and taking them literally means that they just don't make any sense together, mm-hmm. and then you start looking for the nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I, I I find that I would rather take Jesus at his word. To be and be too literal than to go the opposite side mm-hmm. of the extreme where I'm thinking, oh, like he must not have really meant that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's that's a big point. Um, and there's obviously nuance there when you put all the scriptures together. Like, well, if I take this one literally, this is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that's one other thing. And then the the other big thing is like yeah, when we think about where do we go in the community to to get that extra discernment. Um, I also find commentaries extremely useful, but I find the best commentaries are the ones from people who are dead. Yeah. And I tend um, to, I, <laughs> I tend to want uh, to go. What did the, what did the original church, the early church think about something? Not what one guy wrote about and he has an opinion that other people don't agree with, but what was, again, what was the consensus of the early church on a particular mm-hmm. topic and the reason i find that helpful if i'm going to look up at a t- commentary i would love to have the commentary be someone who's actually a native speaker in the language mm-hmm. that the new testament's written in who did live in the culture mm-hmm. um, or was very close to the culture and uh who had the least amount of time from the te- from jesus himself and the apostles mm-hmm. for the information to kind of get lost and so You'll hear that from me. Uh, you've already heard it in other episodes, but you'll hear it from me again. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I did just want to to close us out. Um, this particular episode was was really challenging for me to get ready for because this I have I felt so much angst over. I don't know how to be confident about all of my beliefs. And that word all has felt really important because I'm confident about a lot of my beliefs. Mm-hmm. But there are some that I just wrestle with. And I'm like, I don't know how I can be sure I'm right. Mm-hmm. And that that was that's that's been very challenging. It continues to be something I wrestle with. But I, I was reading um, I was reading Mark nine and, and someone's someone's commentary on Mark nine. And it's the story of the father who is coming to Jesus. The disciples couldn't heal his son. Mm -hmm. And he said to Jesus, like basically please heal my son if you can. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, if you can, everything is possible for him who believes. And the father said, uh, I do believe help me overcome my unbelief yeah. and Jesus's response to that was not to reprimand him mm-hmm. it wasn't to reject him it wasn't say you need to have full belief before I can do anything <laughs> right he like <laughs> healed the son like he worked in the middle of his imperfect belief mm-hmm. yeah. and um when I when I read that uh, I have not I do cry, but I I don't normally cry reading the Bible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't remember a time. uh, It probably has happened, but I don't remember a time where I just started crying reading the Bible. But I just broke into tears because it gave me such hope Mm -hmm. that I am, I feel, completely compelled to be in this process of wrestling with the word. Mm -hmm. Individually and in community and to really spend my life trying to understand more and more what is god saying but to have the the hope that god is going to be faithful and he's mm-hmm. going to work in me and through me and in spite of me in spite of my imperfect faith that is um it's been tremendously encouraging uh, mm. prepping for this so uh, i think we'll i think we'll end it there um but thank yeah. you guys for yeah this time
2: it's great that's, that's a great too. ending Thanks.